This is for the players. I'm Ryan Betson. I'm Josh Saunders. And this is for the players, the pop culturist PlayStation podcast. For 40 years of playing PlayStation 8, plus years in that games media combined, we'd like to thank you for joining us in this PlayStation conversation. This PlayStation conversation happens every Monday morning at 9am, Australian Eastern Standard Time on YouTube and 8am on iTunes, Spotify and other podcast services. If you'd like to be a part of future conversations, please join us on Facebook, Discord, comment below. If you're feeling generous, join us on Patreon at patreon.com slash popculturist. Head over there, check out tears. Might be something there that interests you. Big shout out to our latest Patreon this week is Hakim and NPC. Now he's probably the first dude that we know that we don't know personally <laughs> who's supporting us on Patreon. So big yeah, thank, thank you, you for that, man. You're greatly appreciated. Flattering. It is. It's very nice, actually. Mm. Yeah, I think you may in fact be the first uh, random dude, and I like it. Thank you very much. <laughs> so just like he can, you can watch us record this show live, and we do it on the Friday or the Saturday or the Sunday. It's all, it's all up in the air at this point. Mm. Uh, <laughs> uh, if you want to show your support for Pop Cultures on your body, head to popcultures.com slash shop where you can buy shirts like this. Not this one, because your one still is in the wash. Oh, uh, <laughs> that Coke has uh, really settled into that oh, shirt. Oh, it's deep. Mm. It's, it, that Coke is very deep in that okay. fabric. And we are also on the Twitch twitch.tv slash thepopculturist where this week we are re- doing our Wrestlemania predictions using the power of WWE 2K19 it's going to be a long stream yeah with 17 matches on the card it's uh, it's going to be exhausting but we're joined by a good friend of the show Craig from the Malt Show I cannot wait to do it more because it's fun and if you, if you do want to listen to some wrestling head over podcast services The Young and The Wrestlers why is WrestleMania so long this year? I don't know. It seems know. a bit ridiculous. It's just so long. There's so going to be long. a lot of fluff. Oh, so be much so much fluff. fluff. Well, apparently they got Joan Jett coming. So she's she'll have to do Ronda's Run, intro, which would be nice. Who's that? The, 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 um, oh, she does the song. Bad Reputation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wouldn't she be like 90? Oh, she's going... <laughs> <laughs> No, it's gonna be. I know we're not. I know we talk about wrestling fucking everywhere here, but I'm really sorry in advance. But it's gonna be a a big weekend. Got NXT Takeover on the Saturday. There's a Hall of Fame, which I'm probably not gonna watch. Uh, And then uh, there's also a couple of. You don't need to watch the Hall of Fame because during WrestleMania they bring they bring them all out. Hall of Famers, yeah. They got the they're doing the Worlds Collide thing again this year. So uh, earlier in the year they did this thing called Worlds Collide where they brought on NXT, NXT UK, 205 uh, and brought them all together to do just awesome matches. Oh. So however, this weekend, for the WrestleMania weekend, they're doing all of them plus Raw and SmackDown. Mm. So anyone that may not get a WrestleMania match yeah. is going into Worlds Collide. Right. Hi, Paul. Hey, Paul. I did just see you in uh, Foggy Bottom oh, in the Division 2. That was Jack on, Cruz. On, oh, was it? Yeah. Oh. So it may not have been Paul. I didn't know Paul. I didn't. I thought Paul was the only other person that played this game. Oh, Paul's in his player two account. He's not on his account. Mm. Mm. Funny name, Foggy Bottom. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it's the actual place. But yeah, yeah. lots of wrestling. Yeah, so I have a Foggy Bottom when I eat tacos. <laughs> I have it constantly, <laughs> just forever. It's humid down there. Swampy Bottom. Yeah, <laughs> maybe, my friend. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah? I thought you said yeah, maybe, my friend. Maybe, my <laughs> no, how are you, my friend? I have a mad headache. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's my whole week. Yeah, no, <laughs> I've, I've had, had a, a I've had a dumpster fire of a week. Yeah. So um, I'm on the better end of it now. 
But God, the fucking start of the week was the worst thing in the world. Uh, my sister bought a house. She got hey. keys the other day. Um, so, you know, we're cleaning it yesterday. And yeah, you said you're painting? Paint, paint, painting the rooms up and... Nice. Yeah, Look at you being helpful, that. brother. Yeah. Uh, you know, give, give him uh, my old barbecue, fridge, coffee machine. You just enjoyed pissing off all your old stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not going through the Facebook marketplace. Well, we tried. You tried to hock some games on there. And yeah, I also tried a single bed. Nine people. Nine people were like, hey, is this still available? I'm like, yep. I don't know do how that works. I have one guy, he messaged me, and he's like, is this still available? Yes. Can I pick it up tonight? Yes. What time? Nine o'clock. Sure. Never heard from him again. I'm, so I just delist it. I'm like, fuck it. <laughs> no one can have it. I'm going to throw it in the trash. It's a $350 single bed. Very nice bed. Yeah. But fuck it. It's gone. See, I like... See, see the, the way I approach uh, Facebook Marketplace is I just used to just dump shit. Mm. So, like, I don't put any price on it. I just get rid of it. I'm like, if it's worth something, someone will enjoy it. Like, I had an old, the old TV we used to have in here that had Rad Burn in. I put it up. I was like, just come get it. Mm. And, like, the amount of people that'll be like, well, can you bring it to me? I'm like, yeah. no. Yeah. It's free. Do you want it? There's a subreddit called um, Choosing Beggars. Yeah. Choosy Beggars. It's the best. It's all the people posting conversations with these people mm. from, like, online marketplaces. It's fucking hilarious. It is absolutely hilarious how some people think. Yeah. It's like, if I message someone, I'm like, hey, is this still available? Because I want it. And like, yep. Can I have it? Sure. All right. I'll be there when the time suits you with the money yeah, you that you're asking when. for. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm not going to barter because you think it... Yeah. See, if, if I will only engage in that conversation if I believe what they're asking for is valid. Yeah. I'm not going to negotiate. No, if I'm like, no, I'm not paying that... I'll never speak to them. Yeah. Because, um, you know. Saying that, though, the guy that did come and grab it, he I think he was very clearly a uni student because mm. he's like, dude, thank you so much. Like, are you sure you don't want anything for it? I'm like, no, man, just take it. Just enjoy it. The ad said just take it. Please enjoy just it. Just take it. Go away. He's like, dude, thank you so much. Like, yeah. So there's a woman that was before. She's like, oh, yeah, I can't remember. And then I fucking heard from her. Yeah. Yeah, and this guy was genuinely happy because I don't think he had a TV. I'm like, mm. fuck yeah, man. You Like, that is why I did this. I've got stuff, though, that's worth something yeah like things worth at least 50 bucks i'm not just going to give them away mm. like i got a coffee table i had a fridge you know, i got beds and all that but i'm just not putting the i'm not gonna I'm, i yeah. can stay in my garage until i move and throw it all out yeah you know it's you know people dick me around well <laughs> you don't get access to my wares yeah i'm like an angry skyrim npc <laughs> 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 you've committed crimes against josh so what have you been playing Division 2 yeah. and Dead Cells. Oh, Dead Cells. Yeah. Yeah. The Division 2 service went down at a very bad time when I was like in that gaming mode. Yeah. Uh, it's a, they're going down when they've always done it. Weekly maintenance. Yeah. Like online games have. It's just a weird ex- they're, based, they're based in Europe. Yeah, yeah. Massive is based in Europe. So for them, it's like 7 a.m. or some fucking crazy. Like two um, in the afternoon but for us, it always seems it's <clears> 7.30 to 10.30 on a Thursday or a Friday. Yeah, that sucks. But... It's an online game. Service need the maintenance. It's <coughs> how it goes. But I was I was in that gaming you were feeling it. mode. Um, so I just fired up Dead Cells again. That's good. Been a mad update since yeah, we last talked about pimp, it. Pimp my run. Mm. It's the update. Another one just came out this week. Something to do, something to do with giants that came out to PC, but they normally take a couple months to get it over to console. I guess certification and all that shit. Did you play it on PS4 or <coughs> Switch? Xbox. Xbox. Yeah. Oh, did you just buy it again? Yeah, because it was on sale for like 15 bucks. Oh, not bad. I was like, yeah, okay. Um, yeah, it's good. Yeah, very nice. It's good. They've, you know, lots of added cool new things, make it fresh again. <coughs> I did beat it on my third run. Nice. I'm very happy with that. 
Um, but they've added in, you know, new hard modes and all that kind of stuff where you get more things. Yeah. Uh, oh, sorry. Uh, Paulie did come back and said, yeah, it wasn't me. I'm still far too early in Div, in Div 2. Uh, start, starved of opportunities at the moment. Mm. Obviously, to play. Yeah, he's living that hard life right now. Well, I'm, I'm like, in the end game of Division 2. I've mm. got, like, maximum gear score you can get at the moment. Because they're, they're released up to World Tier 4, but World Tier 5 is, like, the actual end game. That's where it's going to stay for a very, very long mm-hmm. time. But they only put up to World Tier 4 so they could have a bit of time to get the bugs and all that kind of tweaked before they, they put really out lock the down. real lock in the real end game. So all that's really left for me to do at the moment is to, like, actually make a good build. But they said um, World Tier 5 is coming out next, this coming Friday. So I'm like, well, there's no point in me doing that. So I've just been playing... Um, getting unlockables, hunting the hunters, you know, just doing all this side stuff. Still enjoyable. So there's the black tusk just caused zero effect for you now? You're like, eh. No, they're hard. They're bastards. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I was just implying that you were dominating. Ah, oh, no, you never dominate. <clears throat> no. You never dominate. You, can, you can't face tank shit. Because I'm doing everything on hard and challenging modes. Oh, okay. We get more. And it is cool, like, when you finish the final room in a hard or challenging mission... And like it's you're like, whoo! And you're looking and there's gold just everywhere. Like all the high end gear, there's just yellow lights just fucking everywhere. And you're like, whoo! <laughs> uh, you you can also level up the control points. Yep. In the end game, so you know how you have all your side activities like you know territory control or propaganda broadcast. Mm-hmm. When you're in World Tier Four, they're all linked to control points that are around the map. And doing one of those activities will level up the control point to be a bit harder. You can go all the way up to level four. I did a level three one by myself. I was winded at the end of it. Like, it was so intense and long. I actually, when I finished it, it's like control point cleared. (coughs) I was actually heavy breathing at the end of it. I was like, that was fucking crazy. But in 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 that um, book, sorry, Paul has asked. Oh, we'll get to I'll get to me in a sec. I'll answer that in a sec, Paul. Sorry, he's level seven. Thank you. <laughs> um, but doing level three and four control points is where you can farm blueprints for mod attachments and all that mm-hmm. stuff. So that's what you want to farm in the end game as well. Um, very difficult. It's fun though. It's good. I mean, I'm also in the point where I'm just kind of chucking on a podcast and just exploring DZ, not even looking at the mini map. Just like mm. I'm just going to go for a walk and fighting all this cool shit and hidden shit and all that it's good yeah no so I've been spending some time with Div- Division 2 as well uh, and I've been doing exactly that it's been my podcast time I sit on the table next to me and play speaker off my phone I don't do that with away. games until I've finished them though yeah. at least one like in these kind of grindy games I need. I want to finish them once hear everything that I need to say <clears> you know watch all the cutscenes hear all the dialogue and then it's just I don't give a fuck what saying that saying. though none of the story is compelling me in the slightest no but that's the thing though in Division 2 the story the story is not great. However, the missions are fantastic. Yeah. Like the actual story missions, the layout. Yeah. Not not even why why you're there, but more like the the settings of all the missions. They're all fantastic. The story itself, the way I see how they're approaching it is like you you go to DC and the story is basically, look, there are three factions here. Fucking help. And the story ends up, you know, you go to each of the factions, headquarters, mm-hmm. Outcast, True Sons, and the Hyenas, to try to take out their leadership. And that's kind of where the story is. I, I'm imagining they're going to build on it quite significantly, but it's, it seems more like more more of an introduction to DC than a story mm. of, around DC. So there are factions. We need your help. Take them out. You know, help the settlements. Okay, I'll do that. And then 
I believe that later they'll build on it quite significantly. Like, who is the Black Tusk? Who's running them? There's already some yeah. There's DLC potential. There's already some conspiracy theories about the president and all that kind of stuff and links to the Black Tusk and all that. So I think it's... But the challenge with those kind of games is also... Uh, what what did I watch? I don't remember what I watched. I watched something like a dev diary or something and they're like, we need to make the missions and the story based on you not following a linear path. So everything still Very has to yeah. make sense within itself and also link to the... Over-narrative. Over not yeah. regardless of what order you decide to do things um so yeah there's a challenge in that but all the mission the main missions themselves and the settings are spectacular well, absolutely see, that's the thing when i say there's no story i don't um, know if it was a dev diary or like an in sorry he has, a, he has a show called dev diary oh does he uh okay. <laughs> or is there an interview with someone from matt it was so, i don't remember what i watched it was something yeah um so like uh, when i say there's no story like the cut scenes and stuff i just don't care mm. No, no, nothing is compelling mm. but like, like I'm finding the gameplay staggeringly more interesting than anything so mm. whether it be where I'm going what I'm doing like all that part is linked to gameplay for me mm. like, like the second mission is go get the declaration of independence like fuck it hell that's cool as yeah like Nick Cage in this bitch yeah <laughs> um. like shit like that is awesome fun like I love clearing the rooms and I love doing that like I'm enjoying this noticeably more than the vision one but every mission as well like you can just follow the little uh, yellow diamonds like go here go here go. but every mission has hidden rooms with loot chests and mm. collectibles and all that so if you really take your time with the missions you can get so much more out of them as well uh, yeah the missions are fantastic the settings are great the over the narrative eh, it loosely ties everything together because it has to yeah um, but the strongholds at the end like the each the strongholds are the the factions seats of yeah, power them, yeah. they're amazing they're like an hour long Wow. If you feel like you're like you're in it, it's like mm. fuck. And like the true science one, not really spoilers, but it it, it feels like D Day. Oh, because you're storming the Capitol building, which is their seat of power. But yeah. they've got mortars raining down on you, <sighs> and they've got turrets and all that. And if you're with other people as well, you know it's. See, really I've not special. played with anyone at yeah. this point. I've played entirely solo up until this point. I'd always and only twice have I felt staggeringly underpowered. Yeah, I, I'd always matchmake for the ma the mission I'm about to do mm. and then just walk there if someone joins as I'm heading there cool they can join as you've just started the mission as well I always matchmake for it sometimes I'd end up doing it all alone sometimes I'd have one other guy with me sometimes I'd have a full party it didn't bother me I actually enjoyed doing it more with more people because when you get to the end of it especially these really hard ones mm. in the end game when you're doing them on challenge challenging mode at the end everyone's just like you know giving each other a salute you know, because you're not voice talking or they're like, you're all dancing with each other. It's like a little bit of camaraderie because yeah. we just went through fucking hell to, to get this done. Yeah, so the, like, so the lot, like, I did, so Paul and I did play the other week um, and then a friend, a buddy of his who's also was staggeringly higher power than us joined in as well. But rather than lowering down to me or Paul, it went up to him. So Paul and I just got mushed. Yeah, I've, re I've read that there's, that there is something iffy with scaling, friend yeah. scaling at the moment. It should be simple, but it's not. There's, Something's not quite right with how it's happening yeah. right now. But um, they, they, they have acknowledged that. And yeah. Into it. So if for that reason, I'm just enjoying by myself. Like, you know, he said, if Paul wanted to, if you wanted to, Paul, I'm happy to play with Paul because I know he's at a low level as well. So even if he's seen nine and I'm seven, that that's a workable difference. Yeah. You know, we could probably chip away together and bullshit and chat. Mm. And, you know, it's fun because I know the person that I'm playing with. Like, mm. I don't want to play with random people. What, what I noticed is that like, the, the side mode. missions 
the missions labelled side missions. Yeah, are, I've been doing more of them than the main missions, actually. Well, they seem more like the main missions from Division 1, mm. like in terms of scope and what you're doing and the settings and all of that. And then the main missions in Division 2 are just something else entirely. Like, they, they really feel like... You, know, you spend half an hour, 45 minutes doing this mission, and, you know, it's 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 cool. I really, really like the mission. Yeah, and as I mean, I'm in st- completely impressed yeah. with... With this. So, I think I'm almost at the point where I could actually go to DC and navigate in real life. Yeah. Because I've spent a lot it's of time funny, there. So I was thinking that actually. So um, when they do base games on specific places, like because we watched um, Spider Verse last night. Mm. Fuck, good, good movie. Film. Brilliant film. Yeah, very good movie. Um, and you, know, you know, they're like in the, in the sh- movie, they're reading Spider Man comics about, you know, this the meta of reading it. So imagine like if you're in if you live in New York and you're reading Spider Man books mm. about being in New York or you're playing a game about being in New York. Like nothing ever gets set in Melbourne or Geelong. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like there was that a brilliant be, Reddit post. That must be a fascinating thing. There was a brilliant Reddit post of this guy who's played with He's level eleven. Alright, I'll chip a little away and then we'll, then we'll team up. This guy who's played with the same group of people online games for ages and they all played the division one and he lived in new york and he took them on a tour of new york to his apartment building he's like see that window i'm shooting that's literally where i live that is my bedroom right there mm. you know that's that'd be so cool that'd be awesome um, and you know people who live there go around and take side to side photos of what's in game in the real life and some of like the accuracy is staggering like, yeah the amount of effort massive have put into building washington is well so whether, whether that be you know the likes of who even the likes of rockstar when they sort of adapt like california and stuff mm. for grand theft auto um like that we would never see that in Ma- yeah malwin go down to flinders street station <laughs> you know malwin I mean? would make a good setting for a division game it would be I'm all right saying, be pretty sweet. it's 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 got a lot of varied locations around there and it's blocky but it's also kind of like what yeah. you want the the key but the key metro, the CBD is pretty squared off. Yeah. But then it kind of really Go to branches. The outskirts and you got, you know, you got the, the mm. river. Like, yeah, like river saying that, that though, like when you, if you played like. Um, Forza Horizon 3 which mm. is set in Australia like you can go to the Apostles and stuff and go down yeah. Great Ocean Road and it kind of looks like Great Ocean Road but it doesn't really it's, yeah. it's a lot a, of effort goes into like yeah, yeah. building an actual city in a game yeah. massive have outdone themselves in my opinion uh, so I've also been playing a bit more bit more uh, of Weedcraft Inc which is as I mentioned last week is that uh, Devolver Digital published uh, game on PC so are you like wearing the singlet and shorts and sandals kind of weed dealer or the guy in like a suit you've just dropped out of uh, so you've just finished your MBA so you've got your bachelor you're in your, your business degree uh, and then it's you know so that's it you're, you're kind of there but the people you associate with tend to be a bit of both which is fun um, I have hit a problem right now though uh, in, in terms of the game itself sometimes when you close the game and you reopen it it kind of wigs out with your save file and it oh. kind of stops on this mid half gameplay, half load screen. You can't seem to get out of it, which has been annoying. Mm. Uh, but it is, as I, as I said last week, the the fun is in the tweaking. Like, so I, I, when this save problem came in first, I closed it and I was like, I'll start a new game and I'll use the knowledge that I had to build a new one. Mm. And I'm doing so much better now. Like, you know, I'm like... That's my, what I did with Stardew Valley. Yeah. I think I played for about 10 hours. I'm like, I got the concept. I'm going to start again. Yeah. Fuck, from the start, just cash. Just cash coming and coming and coming. Well, because, like, the big difference here is rather than just being able to sell it better, it's also about growing it better. So, for that reason, you know, like, you're tweaking, like, the chem- you know the, the chemical composition of the soil. And, like, that is where the... You know, so, previously... Because, obviously, there's different... St- st- 
quality of strain so you've got you know your your common uncommon rare epic and then i think just amazing so like i've gone from growing consistently uncommon and rare to like now that i've worked out how to tweak it properly i'm pumping out rare every time like Mm -hmm. no matter what it could be like the dirt weed and it's the fucking best dirt weed you've ever seen (laughs) cool the game's fun it's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's kind Did of you like say it was yeah. early access or something. It is, it is a preview code, so that the game does come out on like the 11th of April. So I imagine there'll be a nice p- couple patches between now and then to really sort of tighten those issues. Maybe you could put some feedback in. Seeing well, I'm thinking I might have to send an email through to the PR guys. I'm like, I can't seem to get <laughs> this happens, and it literally yeah. stops me from playing. Yeah. Um. So I think that might that, that might have to happen. But other than that, you know, the game the game's a ton of fun. Stupid fun. Because if it's that weird, like, ooh, it's naughty. But it's also just good brain. Too bad it's on PC. It is. It's a downside. Like, Nerd. Yeah. But I've got, I've got it on the laptops so and playing it at work. You can stream PC games to Xbox now. Ooh. And play it on your home. Just saying. Just saying. Uh, and, of course, uh, finally, I have been playing MLB The Show 19. Yeah. Big Daddy Betson is back. He's on the diamond. He's doing all the things. So... Uh, w- as the show does it gives you the option to, to bring your player over from a previous year if you happen to have it on the same console did that but it continued the story from where I was and it kind of very it because there's such a change in how the road to the show road to the show which is the campaign mode has been structured it kind of didn't fit like mm-hmm. like okay we'll make some tweaks to your character here and here about this I'm like no I'll just start a new one so I started a new one it didn't quite look as good as my dude last year I nailed my I nailed my image last year um but the game looks brilliant. It's always looked brilliant. It plays great. These new additions to the RP- Now, we'll get into more specifics soon. I've only put probably like four hours into it at this point. So I will want to... I do want to get super deep into it before mm-hmm. I, pro- you know, properly review it. But no, like it's... It feels good. It looks good. Like there's... There is a little bit of some uncanny valley in there because everyone looks so good. Yeah. Like we'll watch... So Craig came around on Thursday. No, Wednesday thursday and we were playing it and he was looking it's like that looks like a real person like the way the way the light reflects off the helmet the, you know it just looks super impressive and real and it's it's amazing because these games do come out like they have the nine month dev cycles like every other annualized game and even though there there is limited to no competition around mlb the show it's in, it's insanely impressive that sony san diego can consistently deliver a quality product like it never seems like diminished returns or that they're not trying to change things you know with like fifa it feels like there's never really any changes or there's very minor things that probably could have been a patch because mm. i've been playing i've been playing four years consistently at least if like every year i've picked it up or i've given a code or something um but yeah so like i've seen the growth and the it's not the same game that I played like four years ago. It's brilliant. And it's just baseball. I love it. Fucking love Sounds it. Sounds fun. For me. For you. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what, that's enough of what we've been playing this week. It's time to talk about the news. In, um, that's happened in PlayStation. <coughs> oh, that's a brilliant segue. It's now time to talk about the news. In a section we call Inform the Players, we tell you about all the PlayStation news that happened this week. Number one, Randy Pitchford and Paul Sage at the end of Gearbox's PAX 20 East. 
PAX 20 East. PAX East 2019 finally officially announced and confirmed Borderlands 3 is in development. Gearbox and 2K confirmed the highly anticipated Borderlands sequel is in development, though no release date platforms or price was confirmed. More information will be coming on April 3rd. Speaking of April 3rd. Speaking of April 3rd, Borderlands Game of the Year Edition will release on April 3rd, and you'll also get an Ultra HD patch for the Handsome Collection on the same day. So yes, a bit of a clarification on the Borderlands Game of the Year Edition. So you are receiving the original Borderlands 1. Now I don't. I don't know. In the handsome collection, you get Borderlands two and all the DLC yeah. and all that stuff. Well, yeah. So you get two all the DLC and the pre sequel, and if there's any DLC or the pre sequel, I can't remember. Um, we should also mention as well if you do have Borderlands V Borderlands two VR, uh, there is a free patch coming out which will give you all the DLCs. Wow. Because pre- it launched just as the vanilla, and everyone's like, "Where's all the DLC?" Mm. And then here you go. What do you think of this announcement? Because you're you're a Borderlands fan from way back. Oh, I'm a fan. Not like frothing at the mouth. Yeah. It's cool. We knew it was coming eventually. Um, the trailer was cool. Yeah, they I'm, always do yeah. good trailers. They always do very good trailers. See, it's I haven't, exciting. I it's haven't watched the full trailer. I've watched the teaser trailer, and that was dope. Like the big, you know, the panning around oh, the yeah, big 3D yeah. image. Yeah. And and the actual trailer's very good. Is it? They oh, always cool. pick great music for it. And, you know, so it's got, seems to carry over the same attitude mm. and, you know, the same wits, um, same great characters. Yeah, so like, I'm, 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 I'm interested, but I'm not like, I mean, like, as like, if yeah. you're not going to play it. Yeah, true. It's a good point. I'll play it. I'll probably play, play the. Sh- sh- I'll pl- probably play the shit out of it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but like, I'm not like frothing at the mouth. Still, it's still it. too far away. There's no data well, we or anything on it yet. We have no idea how far and... away it is at this point. But it's cool. We knew we knew it was coming. It's coming. I'll be excited to play it when it when we. Yeah. comes out should be cool yeah. number two Bethesda has confirmed that it will be not that it will not be discussing the Elder Scrolls 6 or Starfield at E3 2019 good during the Bethesda game day stream at PAX East 2019 Todd Howard cautioned fans hoping for more details on two of the most anticipated games in the industry that they would need to wait a bit longer quote before everyone asks please be patient Howard said it's going to be a long time it's not something we're going to be talking about at E3 either of those games this year patience please I feel you could have nipped this in the bud by not mentioning it last year because if they didn't, it'd be the same thing. Like people going, where you know, are you doing it? Are you doing it? We know, are you are you working on it? So I guess they'd rather have people know that yes, we're doing it, rather than being like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, saying that though, but they're going to be bombarded consistently from now until forever, about until they come. But out. I feel like they would be anyway. Mm, true, but yeah, just true. about the different topic. Instead of like, but when is it? Instead of like, when is it coming? The questions would have been, are you doing it? I I'd imagine in the same frequency. Yeah, I guess they can control it a little bit more now. Yeah. I suppose. Um, but at least you think, what are they? I mean, they've got Doom Eternal. So Doom Eternal, you've got Wolfenstein Youngbloods, which, which had a trailer drop this week, and the game looks sick. You know, with Wolfenstein New Colossus being my game of 2017, um, I'm super keen for Youngbloods. I think it's going to be great. Rage 2 will be out by then. Yeah, Rage 2 comes out in... Two months. Yeah, not even two months. Yeah. Um, like, unless they've got, you know, they've... Uh, there's the uh, the Elder Scroll Blade. I did uh, download that. Oh, you got it on your phone? I did download it, but because I, I signed up for pre-release, yep. and I got a message from Google Play like, "Hey, you can download it now." I'm like, "Oh, cool! I'll give it a go," and then it wouldn't give me access. <laughs> I'll do it now again. Actually, give it's it like a- we are, we are limiting the amount of players to make sure servers are cool and all that kind of stuff. All right, so we've got we've got a picture of a of a dude in front of a. In front of a castle. Yeah, see? To ensure a smooth experience for everyone, we are limiting... Go away. We are limiting access during the launch period. Make sure to turn notifications on when you can play. It's like you already messaged me to tell me I could play it. Because mm. I signed up for pre-release and you said, hey, download it now, but I can't play it. 
Um, and there's still no word of Elder Scrolls Legends coming to consoles. They did drop that bombshell, but they haven't done anything with it. Yeah. Um, they got a bit to talk about. I've got the roadmap of 76, although, you know, that's that weird line of if they go on stage and talk about it, it's going to be a touchy subject. But uh, They're turning it around. Yeah. It's a good roadmap. Yeah, like the, you know, survival modes out now. You know, the the wild alopecia, not nope. Appalachia. A- Appalachia, because yeah. alopecia is when you lose all your hair. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, so like, it seems to be doing all right. I think it's one of those things. Give it, give it a probably a little bit. I don't think they'll be. talk about it though. You don't think? No. ESO will probably get some more talking because the people love ESO. Yeah. Do they? It's free right now, Pearson, by the Is way. It really well. yeah. uh, number <laughs> really well. <laughs> number three, Sony has announced that Media Molecules Dreams will be released in its early access form on April 16th, then will cost $30 US. Still no Australian price. Maybe about 45 50 bucks Australian price, probably. Um, yeah, so I will uh, attempt to... Why are you going to make a game, Ryan? Get a, I'll, I'll give it a go. As in, like, I think it'll be a fun stream, because I have no artistic ability. In yeah. the slightest. Yeah. So I want to see what I could make. And if you, so the, it has been rated for Australian classification though. And one of the things that made me giggle was like, you know, mild nudity. Yeah. I'm like, oh, someone's drawing dicks. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. Butt crack. Big dick forest. Mm. I'll be the. You I'll, probably couldn't put them up publicly, but you could make yourself whatever dick game you want. There's a big, some, some mans and ladies yeah. in there. Not much to say about it. It was just worth mentioning. Yeah, no, we'll say I will. I will attempt to check it out if possible. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's the weird. It's the creative beta it makes me wonder whether they they're doing the Fortnite approach of just calling it a beta so they can fuck with it. Beta forever. Yeah, or it's not the full item. I don't know. Uh, number four, Sony has confirmed that it will stop providing retailers digital download codes for PS4 starting April 1st, 2019. Talking to The Verge, a PlayStation spokesperson said, quote, we can f- confirm that as of April 1, 2019, we will no longer be offering full games through SIE's global digital retail program. This decision was made in order to continue to align key businesses globally, they said, to support full games and premium editions. SIE will introduce increased denominations at select retailers, DLC, add-ons, virtual currency, and season passes will still be available. So what they're talking about here is if you go to JB Hi-Fi and you buy a small plastic card or a paper card that just has... A, you scratch a code off it and there's your copy of The Division, right? Mm. I understand why they exist. They exist for people that don't have credit cards, that can't go on to PSN and set that up. They don't have a, may not have a PayPal, something like that. So for them, they want their game digitally, but they can't... Unless they go and buy like $100 worth of PSN credit and mm. then go that way. Mm. So I understand why they exist. I didn't even know they still existed anymore. Yeah. Like, okay... Do they exist here in Australia? Well, they do know. here and there, but select things. So for anything that's not going to get a physical release, like I'm pretty sure the show, funny enough, is you can't buy it physically here in Australia. Oh. So you might... But, you know, it was good, for I guess, for people that wanted a game digitally but wanted a case as well. Yeah. Like not not even a case, though, just a card. Is it? Yeah. Oh, it's shit. literally a card that's, say, yay big, right? Yeah. And it's just got a little hook where you're hanging on the hook, and then there's a picture of what it is, and it'll say blah. That's no, no. a code on the back. Unless we go JB, have a have a squiz. Yeah, it's just worth mentioning again. But yeah, like oh, it's, it doesn't really affect me. But it's you know. it's a it's a weird. I understand why they why they've done it, in terms of because they're not really selling anything physical. Mm. Therefore, JB, 
or they're getting cuts of a non-physical item, right? Yeah. Where they can just remove them, still sell the physical releases, and they're, mm. they're like, well, fine, well, you can take a cut on the physical release, that makes sense. But right now, you have a shelf of nothing, mm. and you're getting money off it. Yeah, I understand that. Yeah, fair enough. Makes sense. Uh, number five, Sony has revealed that April 2019 games coming to PS Plus are The Surge and Conan Exile. So The Surge is a Soulsborne-esque title from the same guys that did... Uh, fallen something something. Yeah, we played it on Lords a stream of the once. Fallen. Lords of the Fallen. Thank you. We did, did play this on a stream once yeah, back did. in the day. It was alright. It was yeah, Dark apparently Souls versus Cranes and stuff. Name. Yeah, it's just it's a solid game. Yeah. Code of the Exiles. Was that the one you could see dicks? Yep. Was that it? That's one where you can uh, scale your dong. Give it a go. I, I think my exact tweet was: Is that the dong game? I think that's the dong yeah, game. The dong game. Uh, top selling games for the week ending twenty fourth of March, twenty nineteen. Starting at number 10, PlayStation hits Bloodborne. Number 9, PlayStation hits Until Dawn. Number 8, Farlap Horse Racing Challenge. <laughs> number 7, PS hits Uncharted Collection. Number 6, Far Cry New Dawn. Number 5, PlayStation hits Ratchet and Clank. Number 4, PlayStation hits Uncharted 4. Number 3, PlayStation hits The Last of Us. Number 2, Division 2. Number 1, Sekiro Shadow Star Twice. PlayStation hits fucking dominant. There were 10 bucks at EB. Oh, that's why. Were they? We're down from 25. Uh, so I figured it must have been a sale. Yes, 10 bucks. Everyone just jumped on One, them. Two, three, four. Fucking hard. Six of the 10 games were PlayStation hits. Secure at the top. No surprise. Yep. Division uh, 2. Surprising Far Lap Horse Racing Challenge. See, this really... I watched, I watched the trailer. I was like... The game uh, looks like rubbish. Yeah, it looks like rubbish. Like actual... Like, I, know far, I know like horse racing is pretty important. It's close to what my... Because my, my daughter loves horses. She's yeah. got a horse night. But she wants the horse like raising and grooming and you know training and all that not the racing mm. it's one step closer yeah like those games exist but they're also shit too they're sh- on PC yeah and they're all garbage I'm <laughs> like, oh, gonna speed this up I'm sorry oh that's cool man I'll um, be home by one thirty. Oh shit! All right, cool, cool. Um, yeah, so it makes me wonder how many copies they actually sell. I think it's probably like a hundred, mm. two hundred, and it's like yeah, fuck, it makes the list. Yeah, maybe I don't know. I, well, I still need to find that out. It's just. Yeah, it's just surprising. Because I, re- I saw it, I read it, I was like, ha. Huh. But then I started in the top list, so I was like, well. Like, I know Buddy Watson bought a copy of it. He's like, game of the year, question mark? Maybe. I'm like, no. Could be. It could, for it someone, could be. For someone out there, that's their game that's of the true, year. That's true, that's uh, true. Quick bits, PSVR has sold 4.2 million units as of March 3, 2019. We Happy Few is getting its first DLC on April 16. Yeah, that game. Skyrim Grandma Shirley Kari will be added into Elder Scrolls 6 as an NPC. Beautiful. Drive Club will be delisted on PSN on Augusty 31st. Is that <laughs> right? Server shut down a year later. Anything to say about it? It's cool that they're putting Shirley Kari in. Yeah, Skyrim that, Grandma. that's rad. Because when I was reading the headlines, like um, 70-something-year-old Skyrim Grandma Shirley Kari, I was like, oh, no. Mm. You know when they always start off yeah. like that? I was like, oh, no. It will be added. And I was like, hey! <laughs> and there was a, a picture of the dev actually modeling her mm. in the game. If that's how the game is going to look, that's fucking insane. Like, graphically, the textures of her face were pretty incredible. you got to remember, it's years away. Mm. It will be next gen. It will be fancy pants PCs. Pretty incredible. And yeah, it's cool that they, they're doing that. Yeah. Uh, PSVR sold stuff. Yeah, so it's good that PSVR is doing a lot because... The next thing we're about to talk about, talk about is just drenched in that shit. Talk about. Talk about. 
That's it for the news, Ryan. As we have a chat to the players about the first ever Sony State of Play broadcast. Yes, on Tuesday morning, 8 a.m. Australian time, uh, PlayStation released their first ever State of Play showcase. So what they're doing is they're sort of taking straight from what Nintendo have done with the Nintendo Directs and have sort of find a way to condense and announce and showcase a bunch of smaller things that may not need a grand stage of like a Tokyo Game Show, E3, etc. And sort of just deliver it directly to you. And this is the first time they've done it. So there's 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 some highs and there's some lows here. But what we're going to do is after we we made some balls-to-the-wall predictions last week, we're going to run through... What, what took place what happened and then we'll lock it down with our thoughts yes yeah, so I got a list of everything that happened uh, I didn't watch the broadcast I don't know how the presentation was so you can get in on that but do you want me to go one by one do you want me to just talk about everything what do you want it, to we'll do? go one by one so before quickly have you watched many Nintendo Directs recently not recently no. okay so what they saw I know, it, I know yeah, yeah so the layout is kind of like they've pillaged it in terms of having the overlaid image and then it swipes away releasing you know showing a new picture release away it's kind of like a stacked card almost yeah and that's how they presented it. So it's, it's almost identical. Uh, it had a one woman who gave it sort of relatively monotone delivery yeah. over all of it. So there was no presenters. There was no um, someone coming up and giving any information. It was just like trailer, 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 trailer. Uh, Iron Man VR for PS4. Uh, my jaw actually dropped uh, when I saw this initially. Mostly because it just seemed bizarre. Mm-hmm. Uh, the trailer opens with a plane and someone said then you're talking and this person's talking to a hologram and I'm like this is interesting I wonder what they're going for here I'm just, okay cool and then it's like you know you can't you know the most your most diplomats don't like when I wear this this suit I'm like he's touching a briefcase this suit and the plane blows out if I remember right and next thing he you know you fall out of the plane and the Iron Man suit and because my son now he has an Iron Man drink bottle he has shirts so he knows you Iron Man my man so he's watching it with me and he goes oh, Iron Man I'm like that is Iron Man I'm proud and I'm baffled yeah and it looked pretty cool so it's the idea of it looks to be an on rails Iron Man game like I don't think you can have free flying because you just vomit your face out mm. so it looks to be on rails very very simple I don't think it'll be as impressive as the likes of your Arkham VR which was brilliant very cool I think I, I think, think you hold cool. Arkham VR in a lot higher regard it's one of the first things I played yeah I think that's why though yeah I mean I can't see how this couldn't be better in a, technically in every way than Arkham VR yeah, I'm open to it. I'm open to <laughs> You're it. You're not really, though. I'll play it. <laughs> uh, Crash Team Racing Nitro Field got a release date on 21st of June, 2019. So, yeah, so the release date has been known for a little while. Uh, so what they've this trailer specifically showed uh, some new specific PlayStation features because with it being Activision, it is currently available. It will be available on all platforms. Um, so what they're doing here is they've added sort of some nice low-poly uh, textures to make it look more like uh, the okay. CTR, or, you know, the classic yeah, on the yeah. PS1. It's a bit of a nostalgia tip there. Uh, they did showcase some more tracks, but not like bluntly. They just sort of showcased them in the clip. So if you if you had been following it, you'd be like, oh, that's a different track. That's a different track. It's a different track there too. Yeah. Very cool. Sorry, I'm trying to organize stuff now. That's right. Uh, you know, no Man's Sky is getting a VR mode coming out with the Beyond update in summer. America Summer 2019. Yeah, so uh, No Man's Sky, so Hello Games have announced there'll be a new update later in the year. Um, coming later in the year, and there's a big new update sort of adding to as we discussed this last week. Yes. Uh, so part of that is a VR support. So when I first saw this, I had a similar result. I'm like, this is 
awesome. It's going to be so cool to warp and do all the things and fly your ship and land and it's go explore. It's going to be sickening going into like hyperspace yeah. and all that stuff. And then I remembered the gameplay loop sucks. Therefore, it'll just suck in an extra dimension. No, you can enjoy it for that aspect of mm. it. For a little bit, at least. Yeah, so I'll still give it. I'll still give it a red hot go, and I'll, I'll be like me. I don't mind that thing. Meep. Maybe being and in then VR, I'll fly in the ship, and then it'll be awesome. Maybe being in VR will totally change that. I and think be like, this gameplay loop is fucking awesome. Now. I do think it will change the game in terms of its excitement level because you'll be immersed in building your structures. It'll be really cool to go on your little buggy across random ass planets. Mm. Like when you do break that, when you do sort of do the orbit break. And you head out into the um, the stratosphere, yep. like that would be unquestionably amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ready Set Heroes uh, announced it. Uh, develop. I'll read it because I don't know what. Yeah, this. yeah. Developer right. Robot Entertainment has announced a new game for the PS4 called Ready Set Heroes. The trailer features a gameplay of the fast-paced multiplayer game that packs a big twist. Players can choose from multiple playable characters from where they are launched randomly to a selected dungeon. Here you can slay monsters, dodge traps, collect loot. The twist is that you are competing with an identical team who is competing in the same arena. The team reaching the end of the dungeon first will be the winner. Um, so the game looked kind of didn't really grab my attention. It looked, it looked simple enough. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, so it's the, cool in concept. Yes, yeah, so the idea is, yeah, you're four people essentially, but you're separated at the beginning of the dungeon. You do the dungeon together and then you come out at the uh, at the end and then mm-hmm. you battle each other at the end, which is which is very cool. It looks interesting, kind of not my wheelhouse, but that's fine. People out there and really enjoy it. Uh, Blood and Truth, blast your way through the London underground in the spectacular PSVR action thriller. Blood and Truth is developed by Sony Interactive London Studios. It's coming out as a Sony exclusive for the PS4 VR. Game is set to release on 28th of May. Yes, so Blood and Truth finally got a release date. This is uh, the latest game from Sony London. These are the same guys that made Getaway back on PS2. So this is literally Getaway in in VR. It looks amazing. It looks like a ton of fun. Um, Now, sadly, I didn't get to play Blood and Truth at PAX because that booth was... So that, that... part of the booth wasn't wasn't working they couldn't get the demo to run properly no. so i was a real big sad face because yeah, that's the only one i wanted to play everything else i played i'm like give me blood and truth it's all i want it's all working a bunch i'll, I'll go play Dead's god again a bunch more vr titles have been confirmed to release this year including mini mech mayhem jupiter and mars falcon age trevor saves the universe everybody's golf vr yeah. table of tales and vacation simulator uh so a lot of them are kind of like so these are all things that have been announced prior but they've only they've been now being given release dates the two that sort of stand out for me is obviously everybody's golf that sounds stupid fun mm-hmm. i want it mm-hmm. i want it hard mm-hmm. uh and the next is um vacation simulator big fan of job simulator i thought it was brilliant one of the first platinums i got just by playing it it's the first game <laughs> yeah. uh and that yeah with them coming out with the next couple of months you will notice that Paul's going on and on about Falcon Age you in the chat. Falcon Age yet? I did. It was in here. Oh yeah, cool. Falcon Age is one where you have a bird. You have a bird on your arm and you do, you do a love heart and they all stick its face in there and be like, yeah, live the bird. No, that's, I'm, that's about as much as I know about it, really. <laughs> it's just got birds in it. Well, the, um, next, the next one is for you. Yeah, we'll get, we'll get, we'll, we'll get to that in just a sec. So like with, um, wait, what was I going? I lost my train of thought completely. Vacation, Vacation Simulator. No, that wasn't it. Oh yeah, so you, what, what? one thing you'll notice so far as well, because with all these release dates we've got here, the touch of leg by accident, we've got June, April, April, May, They're all in the May, first half of the April, year. June, which for me shows that A, we're going to get another one of these probably in the next couple of months, um, and they're, they're really keeping things close to the chest at this point. Mm-hmm. 
Observation, a new sci-fi thriller coming to PS4 on May 21st. The game is set in a space station. Will be controlled by the the controlled by the station's AI called Sam to find out what happened to Dr. Emma Fisher and her crew while they are out on a mission. That's space VR. Yes. However, uh, so you do not play as the space pilots, the astronauts. You uh, play as the AI. Sam. Oh, okay. So you're swapping from camera to camera, sort of really dick, dicking around. Directing them through. Yeah. Them. Okay. So this would be really cool because A, my, by you not having to play the individual people, like you're being very fixed camera points, it's going to allow for some really high fidelity VR. Mm-hmm. And I, 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 it looks interesting. It's an, also another Devolver game, or Devolver published game. Right up my alley. Uh, Five Nights at Freddy's VR, Help Wanted. Five Nights at Freddy's in VR. It looks kind of looks kind of scary. Brings but also back, it's all of the games in one package. In VR. In VR. That's pretty sweet. Concrete Jung. Concrete Genie? Genie. Concrete Genie has a release window in fall 2019, which is fall. Yeah, around now Spring for the next three for months. US. What? It's currently autumn for us. Yeah. So there would be spring. So it's towards September for the in the US for us. Okay. Um, people are really psyched about this. So I don't know what it is. The game looks really, really cool. So it's, it's. No, I've, I've not really thought a lot about this game. So the whole idea is you play the sort of character who has this magical paintbrushy thing, where you can paintbrush the walls and create cool characters, and then those, in the new, the whole idea is you're just decorating this entire city in like this okay. cool graffiti almost. Yeah, it looks very cool. Um, I was watching uh, some uh, response, like people reacting to the thing and. One of the big things they point out is like felt uh, the way that Concrete Genie works. It feels very much like an old creative PS3 game. I'm okay. like, that's pretty cool. PS3 games are dope. Um, so I'm, I mean, it's it's going to be something drastically different to what everything else that PlayStation and the first party studios have been doing recently. Uh, New Days Gone gameplay trailer. Uh, yeah, so this trailer sort of focuses a bit more uh, around uh, well, Dick and St. John, of course, uh, as well as his partner, uh, his wife, who uh, alludes that she uh, was, during this breakout, he got her onto a helicopter and they got away, and that helicopter crash, and she might, might be alive, she might be somewhere. So look, one of the, one of the key plot points of this is finding your wife. Okay. Um, I haven't watched anything since the last time it was at E3. Yeah. I, I've watched I, it, the gameplay trailer, the story trailer. I haven't watched Dick. So I haven't watched... There was a big two-hour gameplay that came out of like, Game Informer like a while ago. I've seen the trailers because mm. I was wanted to... Like, there were, I saw the, the wedding one, which was a couple of weeks ago. I watched that one. I, I'm so invested in this game. Like, I want this game bad. It's funny how things change. What do you last mean? year we were just like eh. eh but yeah and then I played it and once I played it I'm like okay I know what this is now and I get it and then now now I'm seeing because I'm already invested after seeing how it plays every time they drop a trailer just layers more and more on it for me and I can't wait I honestly cannot wait and the last thing a Mortal Kombat 11 gameplay trailer yeah so I did finish off with uh, a very interesting um, MK uh, Mortal Kombat trailer sort of showcasing some game, uh, some story with the idea of cross timelines so like the 90s version of the Mortal Kombat characters now taking on the new version of the characters trailer was alright it had a really dope Ice Cube song in there which I really enjoyed and it kind of set the tone perfectly and I and I really enjoyed that part of it it was like you know you got a wreck like oh yeah, because well, like, in the re- the reveal trailer, the music was garbage. Mm. Whatever they chose, it was shit. Uh, I'm pretty much I've pretty much decided that I'm not buying fighting games anymore. Yeah, I'm done because I just I don't get my money's worth 
As in, I know it's there, but I don't play them in a way that would get me my money's worth. You don't, I, I don't grind do the online. And learn all I the don't thing. try to beat them all on hard or any of that kind. Of, I just, I don't know. I just, I play it for a bit. Injustice was a difference, I guess, because there was a decent story in there. And you're invested in those and characters. And you're invested in the characters. But, like, because I got Mortal Kombat 10, it was good. But I just, I don't get enough out of them yeah. for how much is being charged. So, so that brings us to the to the end of, of the state of play. So um, I, did, well, I did reach out to some of the community members uh, so if we could get some of the thoughts from them as well. But that's fine. For the first of its, for the first of its kind, it's all right. Mm. Like, granted, we did... There were some high expectations going in by a number of people. I myself had ma- made up stupid ones, so I had I literally had nothing going into this. Mm. Um, I think it was perfectly adequate. I, saying that, I do think it was incredibly front-loaded. Like, a lot of the big, cool announcements were at the start. So when you came to the end, and the final two things are, A, a game we already know about, a game that isn't even PlayStation exclusive. Like, two things we already know about. Mm. So for that reason, like, regardless of how the overall setup is most people when they look at this they'll only remember how they felt at the end and at the end they feel by what the last two or three announcements were so if they had ended it with they could have done just the shittiest presentation the whole way through and dropped a mild gameplay trailer for the last of us and everyone would be like this is the best direct ever because it's how they felt at the end i've just thought that for the first one you would want to do something kind of special hmm and they're not but at the same time I think they could also be whether they're intentionally doing it or not because if they're doing it intentionally it's a little bit dirty but it looks like they're establishing a baseline like this is what you'll expect on when it's not a huge big announcement this is what it is it's you know showcasing VR which is brilliant it's come a bunch of smaller games that normally wouldn't get given time and some some sort of third parties that we're connected to yeah. Like saying that, I think if they do do another one in time, it'll be brilliant and it'll be huge. But like even Nintendo had kind of pooey ones when they started, and they mm. still have pooey ones here and there. Like not everyone is a banger. Yeah. And um, yes, yeah, so look, I, I'm I'm okay with it. I'm it's, I'm not going to lose sleep about it. I'm not going to go bitch and whinge on the internet like everyone else has. I'd have been even upset if I did get up at seven a.m. to watch it. I just happened to be awake. Okay. It was eight o'clock, so it was kind of a roughly awake time anyway. Um, but I just as I did reach out to some of our community members to let them know what they thought. First up was Zach Jackson. As Zach said, it's a little bit boring for me. Format was pretty solid, but it lacked a bit of a wow factor for its debut. So sort of what you said. Uh, probably needed to end with a trailer from one of its big exclusives instead of MK11. I agree. Oh, Paulie. He's watching this right now. I jumped in. He said, it's a great showing. They certainly need to adopt the direction model of giving a vague outline of what's in store beforehand. I like that. Yeah. If, they're, if they're told everyone that it was primarily VR focused, the fear that the negative backlash from people wouldn't be a factor. Saying that though, they in the announcement for it, they didn't stipulate that it was going to be exclusives or it was just, here are some announcements about PS4 and PSVR titles. Like, there was no mention of any first parties. Like, mm. they're, 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 the way they sold it prior was pretty much on the nose. Um, I do agree that they probably should say, expect this, or we're going to look at this. But I think they kind of did that in the same way. And finally, Kyle... Kyle PJ Dunn or Crispy Biscuit as he's known uh, has given us the following. He goes, no Last of Us 2 news. 
This worries me a little. They won't be at E3, and we already uh, and we're already in its apparent release year. We still don't have a concrete release date. No info for Death Stranding either. Do you think they should have had this direct style video? Sure, there were some VR games, but nothing really blew anyone away. A lot of people thought the Iron Man one was the Square Enix Avengers game. Uh, overall, initially, overall, it was very it was a pretty piss poor event for their first event. They could have done a lot better. I reckon The Last of Us 2 will get its own state of play. Yep. Probably after E3. Jesus, what are you watching? That was my, uh, my son is... <laughs> so James is really enjoying watching a video that uh, my sister posted of Kira. Uh, He's like, okay. oh, Kira! Can more Kira? Yeah. Because she's giggling and she's over like... And over and yeah, over. so we watched like a thousand times. Um, yeah, I think The Last of Us 2 will just yeah, get its own... Uh, a few weeks after E3, Death Stranding. I just, I've just given up all. F- I don't have any fucks to it's give about it. Anyway. I don't give. Like, a fuck. I, do I don't care when it does. Mm. I like, I've, I don't know why. I've just really soured on it. I just don't care anymore. Yeah. I think. I think be, moving up into this point because PlayStation have always established this pre. Uh, like a pre-agreement, right? There's like, hey, when we, when we do announce stuff, we announce pretty huge shit, right? Because they've only ever done big showcase events like Tokyo Game Show, like that one in Germany, Gamescom, mm. you know, like E3. So that people come to expect huge, big things. And saying that, the last four E3s, except for last year, so the, were brilliant. Mm. We saw huge things and they blew everyone out of the water, right? So Sony has created its own potential threshold, right? Its own baseline that's higher than it should be. So for that reason, everyone is having higher expectations than they should. Um, I do think this this direct approach is better than what, say, Microsoft are doing with their Xbox Inside or Inside Xbox, whatever it is, which are just essentially small little showcases. Uh, I, I do think they have the luxury, as you mentioned, to be able to have specialize in a very specific direct uh, set of plays in the future, and I think that's where we'll see a lot of it. Um, th- but because of this, of the nature of this, they could drop one a month, they could drop one every two months, one a quarter, and it'll everyone will just gobble it up. So let us know what you thought of the State of Play Showcase in those comments below. Do you think it was good? Do you think it was bad? Do you think it was ugly? Let us know what you thought there. Comments, social medias, all the things. Links in the description below. But, as we mentioned, the State of Play did only showcase us games that are coming out within the next, like, couple of months. But Josh, yeah. I want to know what comes out this week. In a section we call Coming to the Players, where we tell you about what is games coming up, funny enough, this week. But we straight up just read the drop. As always, disclaimer, this is the US drop, so we may there may be some games listed here that we may not have access to. New game releases for April the week of April 2nd, 2019. Anger Force Reloaded, PS4 Digital. Beat Blaster, PSVR Digital. Far, Lone Sales, PS4 <laughs> Digital. The pause is because of a semicolon. Yeah. Modern <laughs> Tales, Age of Invention, PS4 Digital. Monster Dynamite PS4 Digital Power Rangers Battle for the Grid PS4 Digital A modern take on the 25 year franchise Showcasing stunning graphics And an original story Pit current and classic Rangers and villains against one another Like never before seen in 3v3 tag battles Test your skills online against friends Players around the world for endless replayability So it's basically Dragon Ball Xenoverse But Power Rangers Interesting Maybe Maybe Potentially They need to just stop trying to make it relevant again it's a product of its time, man. You just it, there's just nothing for it anymore. I don't think that's my opinion. Sephirothic Stories PS4 Digital Scorsery Scorsery PS4 Digital Sword and Fairy Six 
PS4 Digital. That's it. So literally nothing of note this week. So everyone should go play, you know, Division, MLB The Show, Sekiro. Dead Cells. Dead Cells. Take this week to play whatever you want. Yeah. Because there's, there's no new game this week and it's very nice. That PlayStation conversation happened on a Monday morning at 9am Australian Standard Time on YouTube and 8am on iTunes, Spotify and other podcast services. If you'd like to be a part of future conversations, please join us on Facebook, Discord, comment below. If you're feeling generous, join us on Patreon at patreon.com slash spopculturist. Head over there, check out the tiers. Might be something there that interests you. Oh yeah, and the Borderlands games are out. Oh yeah, yeah. April 3rd. Yeah, we mentioned that. We mentioned that at the start, but we didn't put it in there. It wasn't in the drop, though. Yeah, very weird. That is weird. I guess that means we count as DLC to the handsome... Is it DLC to the handsome collection, or is it... Well, not the Borderlands 1 game of the year edition. Hmm. Interesting. Why not in the drop? Mm. But if you, just like Paul did here, you can watch us record this show live uh, by being a Patreon supporter. Once again, big thank you to Hakeem NPC for becoming a Patreon producer this week. What an absolute champion. And if you want to show the love of on your body, head to popculturist.com slash shop. My shirt's like this, not that one. And other sort of shit with our logos on it. Without Coke on them. Without Coke on it. Thank it doesn't you. come standard, which is very nice. Uh, we asked our on Twitch, twitch.tv slash thepopculturist, where once again this week we are doing the predictions for WWE WrestleMania 35 using the power of 2K19. Uh, we'll be joined by our good friend Craig from The Malt Show. Might be starting a little bit early this week because we have a fuck ton of matches to mm. get Can you have through. them play the matches at like 50% speed or something? Like... 150% speed I think you can I think yeah there sure. are ways to fuck with for the it. lower card matches maybe just do that yeah yeah but it's good fun we normally drink beer and eat food and just like bullshit the way through it so if you are if you even want to just come and bullshit and chat with us probably the best stream for it um, speaking of wrestling though if you do want to uh, get some more wrestling in your ear holes go check out The Young and The Wrestlers on the podcast platforms as well as YouTube now so 8am on the Fridays, 9am on Friday. So the spam has stopped? Yeah, so the spam has stopped. I did apologise <laughs> to everyone, but I had to get 15 episodes up so I could make it weekly. Like 2am I had a notification I dropped them at, for I one. dropped them at random times so people wouldn't get like bombarded. Yeah. So the way, because it was like, you know, three in the afternoon, here's four videos. I was like, I'll do it, everyone's asleep. Yeah. Forgetting that people might have the bell on. I'll wake everyone up. Yeah. Mm. I went the other way. I was like, I'm trying to be very quiet. Bing! <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> Unsub. Oh, well, there has been a good a good dropping of subs since the wrestling content, so <laughs> fuck them. I'm enjoying it a lot. And until next week, I'm Ryan Betson. I'm Josh Saunders. And that was for the players. For the players, the Pop Culturist PlayStation Podcast is fan-supported at patreon.com slash thepopculturist. And we'd like to thank our Patreon producers and our Patreon founders for their kindness, their support, and their generosity. Our Patreon founders, Alpha Ferret, Craig O'Flaherty, David Chataway, Jesse Stevenson, and Jacob Garner. And our Patreon producers, Damien Holdies, Hakim NPC, Lee Winterchauvin, Paul James, Pure Mongrel, and Sean Levitt.